Further back to why we drank, but out wide here, Uncommon James has quickly rushed up and taken the leading kick right away from his hip star. Late as why we drank, and further back to put on the red light, but very smart, Uncommon James, he wins again. Welcome to Bet Doctor, behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot, and I'm joined by Johnny Walter, fresh off a bit of a shellacking in the Coffs Harbour Cup Day stream. Christ, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? Shellacking, you were there. Whack. If you had any balls and you were betting up on your four kilo claimers and Tip told us into taking $19 at horse and didn't sit there silent, we <laughs> probably would have got the lot, so I blame you. Well, I, I say, do you want to bet? And then I, I don't hear anything from you, and then so I assume that that means no bet, so I, I can't strike a bet with Tip. It's unlikely you didn't hear anything from me. I would have said something. Oh, it was a yucky set of results, but uh, I was impressed with Donnie's first up performance. He uh, he knows his horses inside out. I'll tell you what, I don't know. He does a little bit of his, you know rugby league school teaching, and I think all the all, the only other thing he does is watch tapes all day. He eats a little he knows mini them. encyclopedia. Yeah, he's a bit um, bit like our man Nico down there. He's there's not many things he misses, you know. And then he get, he like goes North Queensland. He goes around the grounds and like declaring them off norms. And he's like, yeah, I know. He's just. He's uh he's fearless, but uh, no, he did really well, and he was like it's good to see how he does things as well. Mm. So he's very thorough, our yeah, man Donnie. So can't wait to see more of uh, his stuff, and he's got a couple of surprises on on this week's show as well, which um just stamps what you've just said. Really, he'll go far and wide for a winner, and uh, a little bit uh, different. DK likes to stay in his lane, and I tell you what, he's the Lone Ranger down at Gangsters Paradise, aka Melbourne. How are you down there, DK? I'm on me pat. Cast, cast, riding the crest of a slump, and now Nico's abandoned me anyway. But um, I'm going better than Tommy Hughes Jr. anyway, I suppose, so that's some upside. But uh, anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, mate. They haven't got him no, yet. No, they, they got like him. You they could go him. on the list they just for saying that. They got him. Alleged. Under police guard, <coughs> uh, awaiting a psychiatric assessment, poor, poor Tommy. So let's hope that all works out all right, but um, not good. Mm. But anyway, yep, so you're always, always someone going grubbier than mm. you, I suppose, is the uh, message there. Oh, Jesus Christ. I think there's another episode of Underbelly beckoning about the Flemington edition. Yeah. I tell you what, <clears throat> it'd make the best show ever, ever, wouldn't it? Like the stables, and you just go the ins and outs of from the underbelly of uh, the Australian horse racing industry. Well, they basically underbelly nearly every character there. Well, the main character, I haven't seen them all, but sort of your George Freemans, and they were all pretty heavily involved in racing at some stage. You know, like um, there would have been connections there with whether whether certain people would want them explored or not. Maybe a, a different matter, but it would be. Interesting viewing, like the racing public would certainly eat it right up. Man, Tony, do you want to just get a couple of name drops in, DK, just to warm yourself up? He's he's cast, apparently he's cast. He's he's had to get the legal aid for his appeal against the Gobbo because he's got the appeal coming up for all the Gobbo Gobbo mess, but he's got the Q. This is going to be good on the taxpayer. got the QCs and all this. He's got legal aid. Not bad. God knows what they charge. But uh, anyway, yep, Tone still, I hope, to uh, get back out and punning again. Who else? As Aussie, I'll see Aussie tomorrow night, get the update, got a... Haven't seen Aussie for a month since footy finished, so I'll get all the update there. Who else have I seen this week? Uh, no, I'm having no, lunch next next Tuesday. I'll probably catch up with a few, but there, Aussie and uh, Mockbell, there you go. So all, all those people who want me to say I don't say anything, there, there they are. Tell you what, uh, if you're absolutely flying, so if you're not cast, we've got a US Masters trip. It's nearly sold out. I think we only launched it late last week, and then we've got limited spots available. There should be a nice little graphic of the US Masters. So if you want to go watch Cam Smith, and all the uh, the live golfers just swoop in and win next year's Masters. You can. It's a little bit steep. The tickets uh, into Augusta is very expensive. The accommodation is very hard to get and very expensive. So I think we've got a couple of houses sorted uh, in Augusta, but uh, it's thirteen and a half US. So if you want to share yourself a, 
a present to yourself. I'm tipping the missus won't give it to you, but uh, I think it's about nine and a half Australian. So we've only got literally uh, less than a handful of spots available. So just go to uh, littlebirdie.live events or just be all over our Twitter pages to uh, have a look at that one. I was lucky enough to go 10 years ago, and I tell you what, it, uh, oh, it's like Disneyland for golfers. It's just incredible. If you were organised and had that head-to-head thing going last Saturday, I would have been. I would have been on the team, mate. I'd yeah. be there. I'd be part of it. You just keep putting me back, holding me <coughs> off, holding me up. That's all right. Yeah, we've got a little, uh, little bit of a tournament coming up. The Little Birdie Masters. We'll do our own edition, maybe like a King of the North, and we're going to pit uh, a couple of well, four punters. We're going to have a semi-final and a final, and uh, we're going to throw a ticket in there for courtesy of Top Sport. And one of the boys is going to come with us. So. It'll be John McLeod, John Walter, Mark Lamborn, and Anthony Don. One of those guys is going to join us on the Masters trip, but they're going to have to bet and win their way there. So more details will come about that later. But uh, who would you want to draw? Bring them all on. As long as we've got Casino or Gundagai or something <laughs> on on the day, we're all right. That's the beauty of New South Wales. You know, you've got seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve meetings to choose from on the day on a Saturday. Hour wide. And- and, uh, and and avoid the, uh, the, the what are they called? the potholes the metropolitan racing potholes. What about you, DK? Who do you think uh, I would win in that lineup? Who'd be the hardest to beat to win the trip to Augusta? Oh, I just I'm just saying I got left out again. Left out again. Where was well? Well, we we thought Nick said he thought about it, but you know, there's you're about a 28 percent chance to show up, <laughs> especially if it's up there. Uh, we got Johnny McLeod. <laughs> Who was it else? Lambourne. Oh, it just depends where the venue. Just, just Donnie and Walt. No, you, you bet in your own area. I think you just like the day of and you just got to sort of uh, start on the same your, banks and just do your best for a day. You get a minimum amount of bets. You All depends have. on the venue. Like if the equivalent was down here and I was betting at Swan Hill, Mildura, Wodonga, well, then I'd be I'd be a dollar forty, you know. But, you know, you had Cranbourne. You see what happened to Cranbourne. You saw what happens to those tips like Cranbourne last Thursday. 200 to 1 beats 100 to 1. 50 to 1 into seven first starter, never got within 10 links at any <laughs> trials. The dollar, the moral, you told me some moral there, race one, dead set one by a pimple, horror, most horror. Yeah, that, that's yeah, Victorian yeah. racing for you at the moment. So that, that, those, them Maui and Cranbourne, leave me out. But see, that would be a win-win for the uh, public because either you'd win and you'd be happy and go on berserk or you'd do your absolute slot, 100 to one shot, knock you off and you'd go <laughs> berserk and everyone would win. So like, that would be a win-win. Back out in the balcony like burly heads, mate, back out in the balcony. The hidden camera, camera pot plant. You've got you guys have come a long way since the pot plant thing. Um, oh, yeah. DK, Haven't you'll get your opportunity. I think we're going to do a uh, the uh, the Vic the Vic Country uh, edition of it as well. So if you think you're a dollar forty chance, I'm going to find three other punters that excel in the Vic regionals. So it'll be uh, you get your opportunity to show oh, right. against. Yeah. Uh, we'll put you in the deep end. So Nico versus DK, right. outstanding. And then Ooh. we can just find two other people to take them on in the bush. Ooh. Be beautiful. Ooh. I'd love that. Can't wait. <laughs> Back in this place. But that's just on that. That's bucket list stuff. Like I remember, I um, if you if you hit a quad, you hit something or pack a win in the next couple of weeks, and you get a spare twenty or thirty. Just so beautiful. I'm going to Augusta like that. I did it. I did it. Um, oh, a long, long time ago now. But I, I remember I, I two hundred on a twenty to one chance in the Echuca Cup, and um, went back to watch the race. It was Grand Prix day. Went back to watch the race. It's hit the line. Cheered at home. Up popped sixty one dollars. So all of a sudden, I had twelve thousand. And then I went to lunch the next day, and my mate's Paddy, my mate Paddy said, I've got a mate at the Dubai Cup, took a couple of horses over for Macau, let's go. I said, I've got 12000 here to spend, let's go. Beautiful. We're on the plane on Friday and at the Dubai World Cup the next Saturday. So you're back at winner. That's that's do those bucket list stuff, absolutely. So uh, I've got a good, uh, good one on that. A mate of mine went berserk. Channel 7 did a um, a promotion, like the old ring in 1300 for the Dubai Cup, trip to the Dubai Cup. 
So my mate goes berserk on it, spends like 800 on entering. He rings me, mate, I don't have the 800. Um, listen, can I borrow it? And, you know, if I win, I'll take it, you know, because it's a ticket. He lops. Wow. About a month before, listen, mate, uh, I've told uh, my old man that I'm going to take him. Is that all right? <laughs> I never got the 800. <laughs> Oh, he I went know. on the trip with his old man. I got cars. <laughs> Best ever. You he can sent find me some a way photos, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe you're the mock. It's not my house. There's it's no you. doubt I'm the mock. It's just, just where I settle in the totem pole. Now, uh, our track scan, I don't know where that account has gone this week, but uh, no submissions or there's uh, there's not much doing on the track. Maybe no one's going to the races, but uh, if you go to the races, make sure you tag in at track scan to win one of our weekly prizes if you come on the show. But, um, We've uh, we've got sent in something a little bit different. It's a little bit of a custom built and uh, a friend of the show, Jimmy Hurlston from Easy's in Collingwood. So that's the burger joint with the trams on the roof. So DK might be aware of it, but Walt wouldn't know what I'm talking about here. But uh, they do amazing burgers there. So a little bit of a plug to Easy's. But uh, just see the uh, picture on the screen. He's, he's customised a double quarter pounder. So I'm not really a big Macca's man. The kids like it, I guess. But um, you order a double quarter pounder, but you ask for the steam bun instead. So many like people. Like a bow. Well, no, it's a steam bun. Like people have like a this like different bun, mo- mostly on McChickens, but you can do it for the double quarter pounder. So you ask for a steam bun, and you um you swap the slivered onions for regular onions. So the onions that you put on the cheeseburger, they go on instead of those. You know those long stringy uh, onions that usually go on the quarter pounder. You get rid of them and you put on the regular onions, and it's a double quarter pounder. I tell you what, I tried it the other day. And I reckon it's a winner. And I think where at? I think it's at Macca's. So yeah. you, you oh, it's a real thing. Yeah. So it's a double quarter pounder, and then you ask for customized steam bun, and then regular onions instead. I'll have this for breakfast. And add bacon. I'm guessing it'll even be better. So I haven't tried to add the bacon, but um, I tell you what, it's greasy. The uh, the patty just overhangs the steam bun, and I think it's the best burger that I've ever had from Macca's. I've never heard of the steam bun yep. rot. I've got to so put that the, one in there. It's the customised double quarter pounder. Yeah. What do What do you reckon about that, DK? Oh yeah. Well, I know you're a steam bun man, Scoot. You're the uh, You're the expert there. So uh, no, I'm a bit 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 too heavy for me. But um, don't mind it. Speaking of speaking of uh, speaking of on the tooth, we had the opening of the new uh, Malaysian restaurant. We've been finally get some good restaurants in Avondale Heights. Anyway, pop up there Monday night, eight at the eighth opening night. Going there, beautiful. Sit down, families and everything. Anyway, some clown walks in. And he 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 sat up the fr- sat up the back, but he faced the restaurant. Anyway, I'm eating me dinner, and the next minute I heard this swearing, swearing. He's carrying on swearing at the staff, saying, "I ordered vegetarian. Does this look like an effing vegetarian to you?" And this and that. And I jumped up, and Cheryl said, "Hey, said I said, mate, he's been rude. There's kids in here, do ya?" And then some other blokes arced up, and I said, "Right, that's it." So I was going to walked up, and I pulled, I pulled, I I was going to frog march him out of there like he those, cocked it. Oh, mate, I was going to give it to him. You know how those Darwin police frog marched Mark Buttle out of the plane, they had him backwards and all that. Stuff like that. I was going to hook him up and frog march him out the door, and uh, I said, "Mate, leave, or you're going to. I'm going to turf you." And uh, I said, "I'll pay for your thing. Just piss off." And uh, he certainly did. So, uh, oh, it was a bit of bit of fun. Marsh him out, old mate. Could have gone the old. I was just trying to have a succulent meal. Exactly. You know, that's like, oh, it could oh, have been mate, a he's, he's been a complete prick. Kids in the room and all that. You know what it's like. But uh, yeah, the old succulent Chinese meal. But uh, there was a bit of excitement <laughs> trying for their poor staff. The poor staff on the opening night of their restaurant, but they'll. They won't forget the the Kelly family for a while. They're very grateful. I stood up and uh, sorted him out because yeah, got lifetime, lifetime VIP card at the Malaysian. What a flex move that is! Just oh. enforce a DK oh, opening mate. night, sick beat, and then goes just takes it out on the poor that's right. bloke that's uh, 
worried about his, his cold, cold, cold Malaysian vegetarian meal. DK's <laughs> <laughs> marched him. Oh, running to DK off a heater. I tell you what, you need uh, if you if you want to get a lifetime discount, just uh, use a little birdie code on Manscaped for twenty percent off. The weed whacker is outstanding. Just goes straight up the beak, and you get the nose hairs out of your life forever or at least for another six weeks, and then the lawnmower is good. So you can do uh, face shave, you can do the agates, you can do the chest, you can do the legs, and you can do the lot in about 30 minutes. So uh, I swear by uh, manscaped.com being a game changer for me. Look, do you, do you the know battery. when you're a sicko, when you get those things and you're like, they say, you know, no matter what you do, you can't cut yourself with them, so then yeah. you start pushing the boundaries? Yeah. Did you get cut? No, nah, not yet, but I have pushed <laughs> the boundaries a few times. Uh, it's going to be a ripper today's show. Uh, is Don is good. Lord Ardmore uh, won again. I'll tell you what, it's nearly a distant memory. The other bloke that used to have that segment, he's that good. Our man Donnie, he's on fire. He saved your bacon on the Coffs Harbour stream. And uh, Mao Tai, Huey Gate won. He's done yes. it again, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it was helped that the $4 second favourite was scratch. But um, yeah, you just see how good he is. He just let the horse relax. Obviously, the gelding things work too. He didn't play up behind the gates like he normally does, which was a, a positive. But he just uh, he never breathes on him. Comes around a horse, one horse, uh, never you know like relax, relax, hundred to go. The horse went only fair and never really looked like getting beat. Any other jockey, you know, maybe a different story. But uh, he's riding as well as I've seen him riding, consistency wise, in a long time. Mm. Smirnova was the horse that got scratched, wasn't it? Yeah, what was the some, reason? Some issue the. The stewards, whatever, scratch it there about now before the race. Mm, Halal only got warm real late. Willie Pike was sort of scrubbing along for a while. He got smashed out of the gates, but a few of them did, but it was a really weird race. Like the, the winner got smashed, sort of round them up at 50s. I don't know what the hell you do with all that form. I, like it's just scary, um, all of it. You know, the three-year-old form, the forbidden love wet track form, it's all, you know, going to be interesting how it all unfolds the next few weeks and who puts their hands up as the the real horses over the spring if we get some dry tracks. Otherwise, it could revert to wet track nightmares again. But um, yeah, that was a weird, weird result, weird mm. result. Uh, the Top Sport, uh, I'll leave you alone. I'll be nice to you for the rest of the show now, I promise. But uh, Top on. Sport steamers have got a uh, few interesting bets. I'm sure they're going to land a winner this week. Uh, uh, first up, though, we've got uh, Nico Noonan uh, preview some uh, some of the PB Lawrence Day. Berrikeely Square was very yummy last Saturday. Again, Nico, when he tips in the first race, you just got to unload there and make sure uh, you start your day off at Top Sport. They're fairly owned and operated and they're Aussie owned and run, so make sure you support the Australians. And uh, if there's a fair play wagering operator, it's definitely topsport.com.au. Nico, I think uh, you're joining us from uh, the land of Zoom. Couldn't make it into the office today. Good boys. Under the pump. Got to buy a new car. House is up for inspection, getting kicked out of the rental, girlfriend's birthday, just oh. cast here. So um You still got five hundred credit with Nick, don't forget that. <laughs> I might need it, to be honest. Damn. What's up what's up what's happened to the car, Nico? You blown it up or something? Engine cast, overheating, transmission cactus, so we've seen better days. How can you overheat a car in Antarctica? I'd understand if it was up here, but down there it's Shouldn't be no dramas there. Where are you taking the missus out for uh, dinner? A little plug for the restaurant? 20% off? Uh, Spice Temple. Hard to beat. Hard to beat. It is the grouse. What time's the booking, Nico? It's the grouse, Spice Temple. And what day is it tonight? Am I going to get, like, just, you know, bugged here by a few punters that just come in if I reveal the booking time? But uh, Friday night we'll be there. I might send my man Mark Bilney in the know with snow. I think that uh, he'd, he'd be the man for the job. I might send the Hoff. Hoff or don't snow. send the Hoff. If, if the Hoff 
If 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 you get like jelly sent to your table as a as a special dessert, don't eat it. Don't don't eat it. I would eat it. I would eat the jelly just for a little bit of a lift. Nico, mate, outstanding, outstanding. That uh, the misses is uh, is uh, still in the picture. That's good. But uh, here, I tell you what, well, just brace yourself for that. That's that things like this. Uh, you know, the car shits itself. The uh, the misses like you just this is all just entrees. Next thing you know, you'll buy a dog with the misses. It'll get crook, and then uh, you'll have some kids, and then. You'll just experience the maximum pain that me, Walt, and DK deal deal with on a day to day basis. Hundred percent. And then see if you can. AD warned me twenty five years ago when I started working for him. Exes, my friend. Expenses, my friend. He used to say. Yeah, expenses. And that was like, yeah, whatever. AD, I'm in my twenties, living pay. I don't care. And then, hey, no, not a sure word spoken. Got to keep those exes under control. But uh, geez, when they all come, they all come. Don't they come together? Well, oh, it's awful. It's just absolutely maximum pain. But uh, Duchy of Savoy was good for my exes. Uh, Nico <laughs> dropped the magic uh, launch word yesterday, so uh, I quickly tuned in and uh, pushed the button there. So uh, I don't know. Nico, off your launch bets, do you know off the top of your head what your uh, stats and strike rate are there? Question Ooh. without notice. Not for this season. Last year went solid. So um, I only really sort of say that if I'm super, super keen, obviously, and think they're absolute morals. So um I imagine it's pretty strong, so uh, I don't come around that often. So um, I imagine sort of maybe one in the next few weeks as well. But if I see them from the yard and think they're absolutely grouse, I usually just chime in there. I think the best way to uh, look at uh, Nico's Manny Art Mail, if he's potting a favourite, uh, I get really excited. And if he says launch, I just chips in. So I try and maximum pet those and uh, it usually holds me in good stead and will definitely pay for your subscription. It's a cracking uh, week of racing at Caulfield. Really feels like spring now. We've got some uh, good horses in the vein stakes. is an absolute beauty and uh, some colliding form lines here. Market courtesy of Top Sport Alpha One. Last start winner, two dollars ninety in from three sixty. Geiger Kick is four twenty. Mullane six fifty. Uh, Similion seven fifty. Spacewalk seven fifty. Uh, Thronbo nine dollars. Cannonball fifteen. And Man in the Mirror twenty six dollars. Nico, we're going to have a look at uh, the two trials from uh, Spacewalk here. I sent twenty. Messages back and forward to trying to find out where Spacewalk was. Yeah. Talked about everything but didn't tell me. Like uh, Anyway, so I'm no help to you, Nico, there yet. Oh, what a shock. Okay, uh, this is uh, from mid-July. Uh, talk us through this one, Nico. Yeah, the first trial I thought was um, probably as good a trial as you'll see from Spacewalk on the instant, on the synthetic track up there at Warwick Farm. Huey rode him that day and just absolutely charged the line, um, just picked him up like I was standing still late. The horse that he beat that ran third, Suming, actually trialed against um, Similion and beat him. So you can sort of tie in their form there. And then his other trial, this preparation, was also at Warwick Farm. That was on the grass track, though, and he sort of sat in behind Malkovich on the horse who's inside snap dancer and then... I think in behind him was Sebenak, and he made him look absolute second-rate. I think he's second favourite in the Rosebud. So um, he's gone with some real slick sort of group one operators there, and he's just absolutely cruising in behind him. I thought both his trials, this preparation, are very good, and he just feels like the horse that may have come back a bit better. Um, the three-year-old Colt now, Exosphere, um, seems like they're getting his feet right. Synthetic cool filler goes off. So they had a few sort of feed issues with him last preparation. He's got four more round. He's actually beat Alpha 1 over 1,100 metres. The only time they met, he ran third behind Similion in the kindergarten. I think he may have just improved from what he did from those sort of early two-odd races. Ben Malum here from Barrow number two. There's heaps of speed in this race. Alpha 1 and Cannonball are definitely going to be sort of vying for the lead. I don't know if Alpha 1 has his perfect setup here with Cannonball 
drawing inside him. Like he's very quick early cannonball, especially if he gets over racing or something inside of Alpha One. Um, they could really just set it up for some sort of sitting in behind him with a suck run, and that could be space walk. Um, I think he's definitely in the, with a good chance in this race. I think seven fifty is a pretty good price considering what we saw in the trials there. If he lives up to that, I think he's going to be right in it. I thought Alpha One was a bit vulnerable given cannonball sort of drawn inside him. Um, there's a fair chance he gets taken on for the front. He's had three starts at 1,100 metres and beaten all of them, albeit they all were last prep. He's unbeaten this prep, but it's over 900, 1,000, 955 at the Valley. This is very different of a scenario. I think if he wins here, he probably puts his hand up as one of the better three-year-old sort of sprinting colts, and you probably don't want to take him on too much after. But I think this is probably the chance you can get to take him on. Um, so I thought spacewalk was definitely a play, and I think Giga Kick's definitely a bet at sort of 440. Really good win first up beating Lassars, who sort of franked that form running second and Geelong man behind what you need. Um, I saw him in the yard that day. He wasn't surprised he drifted at all. He looked about 80% fit. So I think what he just, whatever he's done off that Flemington win, he'll just improve. Willow probably sits in behind him. I think he'll probably get the run of the race, Giga Kick. I was sort of happy to back Giga Kick and spacewalk to beat Alpha One. Um, didn't really think there was too many other chances in the race, but uh, hot, hot race. Uh, you can tell the springs right here with a race like this, some real progressive types, trials and that. So uh race I sort of love getting involved in. But yeah, Gear Kick, I think, is going to get the right run. Hopefully Alpha 1 overdoes it and Spacewalk should be running a place. Sorry. Any thoughts? No, not really. No, Nico's got it covered to sort of um, <clears throat> that Sydney horse. The thing I noticed, it looked like, yeah, they might have his feet right, all that crap off his feet, which he was on and off. Blue on juice, synthetic and all that. So um, Nico could be on the money there. Alpha One went like a Learjet at, Flem- at Mooney Valley, but it set up. It did set up for him to do that, you know. Yeah, just just zoom get around there and zoom around the valley. But um, and I saw some in Mullane. I heard Moody talking about it. He's a he's a big rap for it and semi on back from the Blue Diamonds and all that. So um, no, it's uh, yeah, some nice three year olds kicking off. But uh, well, I'm going to be interested in see as as the next couple of weeks progresses how the horses coming down from Sydney match it and whether that. All that where people, what they're talking about those those runs up there on those wet tracks, uh, how, how they how they come back off them. That's the, going to be an interesting thing to me when they all resume the next few weeks. Could be really scary if uh, they just yeah flatten a lot of those horses. I thought uh, I guess people that have subscribed to Nico's Mount Yard Mail will be well aware that Giggy Kick wasn't uh, ready to roll last start. Still got the job done, and I think I even pressed you on the show again, uh, Nico, and said uh, how do you think he looked and pulled up and all that sort of thing. So. I was a little bit surprised that Giggy Kick wasn't a touch shorter in the market and uh, he'd be the horse that I'd side with. But uh, Nico knows more about it than me, so uh, I'm uh, like what I saw with uh, the Spacewalk Trials too. So I think uh, you've probably nailed it. Walt, you got anything to add with uh, the the uh, the Sydney horse there that's uh, come up favourite there? He did absolutely get complete. Alpha. Alpha 1, PR. Oh, last so time he had a yeah, very different setup. It's just, yeah, he's, he's still got the similar sort of attributes that are going to, Take him a long way here, as in fast and and hard fits, but a lot more quality in that race by the look of it. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, scary. If you like him, probably go again, but uh, just a little bit. You think you get better price come race time, no matter what? Yeah, there's no rush to take the two ninety. I think uh, other people will take him on. Uh, PB Lawrence is the feature there at uh, Caulfield, and uh, wow, he's short, Mister Brightside. When a DK's horses first up here, three dollars forty with Top Sport. Scolopini, uh, three seventy. I'm Superman, six fifty. Elephant, seven fifty. Regal Power, ten. Buffalo River, uh, seventeen dollars. Streets of Avalon, absolute track lover. And then Asa, one of my old uh, sort of favourites. But uh, the replay we're just going to have a look at here is Mister Brightside, and 
he gets the luxury weight of 50 and a half kilos and you can just see him um, sailing past on Thunderstruck who's uh, carrying a more significant weight. But um, interesting one here, Nico, we did also report on last week's show, we couldn't really talk to you about it, but um, someone had specced uh, Mr. Brightside for a Caulfield Cup, which seems a little bit strange. I'm not sure where his target race is, but um, he definitely has a class to win this first up. Yeah, I'm not sure where the target race is either. Um, Sort of if it's, you know, wait for age or a Cox Plate or something like that or a Caulfield Cup in a handicap like he won in the Doncaster, which is a handicap. Um, I went around in circles in this race. I started off trying to get him beat, um, just trying to find a few different angles, but there's just not much here. Like, I think 340 is a respectful price given, yes, he's going to, you know, be better off deeper into the spring um but i think you can probably back in his ability against a few of these he's probably the only horse in this race that has the sort of potential to be a weight for age horse he's already a group one winner unlikely not to win two group ones to be fair and it's not like they're over two thousand meters they're both over a mile in the cantala and the doncaster um he's got to carry the 59 kilos here but there's just not much in the race like scalopini second favorite 370 had every possible chance to win the bletchingly king of sparta did nothing in the Ori star. I don't know if that's the form. Like Scalopini's last win, yes, was over 1,400, but Oscar Zulu was really breathing down his neck late. I imagine Mr. Wrightside would have a fair bit on him. Um, Willow gets, I think the other key to the race is just the run he gets on the map. Like Willow would just probably stalk the speed. Streets of Avalon, Buffalo River, drawn one, two. They probably pair off. He's probably like two pairs back, three pairs back, potentially one off. Could get a little bit sort of, um, jockeys like these 1400 meter races can do at Caulfield. They could be sort of, um, he could have a target on his back with Zara sort of drawn outside him on I'm Superman and then Lane drawn outside him on Scalapini. So you're going to need probably a, a solid ride, but I think it's the run in the race that Willow can probably control to them a bit more than they can for him. Um, I thought the jump outs his preparation were really good. I, I think 340, I'm more inclined to back him and back in his class and sort of back another horse in the race that might have potentially been set for the race or something like that. I think he just may be a bit better than him. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he got better on the day. I'm probably waiting to back him. I'm going to see him in the yard and those kind of things before I pull the trigger. But um, he's definitely the top pick. I thought I Am Superman should be second pick. Um, good 1,400-meter Caulfield horse. Ran really well here in the Heffern in the last spring. He kind of does need everything to go his way. But if Mr. Brightside, for whatever reason, isn't at his best or is a bit too far underdone to win it, I think he definitely should be second pick. Scalopini looks very short to me at $3.70. Um, couldn't really come into anything else in the race. So, yeah, Mr. Brightside on top. I think I'll end up backing him just because he could be better than him. DK, he's your horse. Yeah, he's my horse. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's in 1,400 first up. I mean, he's – I mean, they won't run him. He's, he's got to be ready. I mean, that was the thing. I was just told with horses first up at 1,400, they're fit, you know. So um, they got him fit, ready to go, which is – their targets, um, I mean, I know how they train them all differently these days and, and that, so, but um, it says he's fit and says he's in for a sort of 2,000 metre prep to me or plus. So, um, yeah, but uh, he's he's the class animal and um, um, I mean, I've got, you know, I, wouldn't, I don't have much interest in the race apart from watching him uh, resume. So, Jerry Moan for Nico. It's an interesting one. I, th- I think this horse is a bomb uh, fresh horse despite not winning first up. I was absolutely filthy that uh, I, I fell into him first up last time against Corner Pocket and. Uh, they went back from gate nine, and it was an absolutely massive run that day, and he arguably should have won that one. Or if there was any more intent, they sort of sat him a little bit closer uh, and maybe midfield instead of back 10th or, or in the back half of the field. I thought he should have won that one. So um, finally got paid on, on Doncaster Day for him. But um, I think this horse, 
was drawn really positive and uh, you got the inform, Craig Williams, so I think it's uh he's right in the race and if it does yeah, there's just don't look many chances sort of around him, I think. So it's uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the market does here. And it's because I mean Scalapini's down here post Brisbane trying to pinch something early in the weaker race of the spring. I I don't you know, he, he I don't think he expected a run into probably also the Doncaster or something in this race. So um of course with his class, so um he could be vulnerable to him, you know. All right, so uh, with Caulfield, if you want uh, more of Nico's stuff, uh, make sure you subscribe, littlebirdie.live, and head to the shop. 25 bucks a week, you get Wednesdays and Saturdays Metro. Before Nico goes, uh, we'll have a quick look at Adelaide, and this is an interesting one, the uh, the Group 3 Spring Stakes. And the reason I want Nico's opinion is he said uh, Behemoth was absolutely gone. Uh, $1.90 has come up here. Agreeable's $5, 6 in from 5 Pindaric, 10 Calypso Rain, 11 Outlaws Revenge, $12. Quietly Discreet, 15 and Pim's Party, 21 uh, One of DK's favourites, Royal Miles, $21. And then you can get much better. The rest, we're just going to have a quick look at uh, Behemoth's trial here. And you can sort of see him back in the, uh, the black and yellow and... He was sort of not bustled out here, but uh, it's taken back and he, uh, he really goes to the line strongly here. I thought uh, Agreeable in the uh, the white and red stripes along the fence uh, has done a reasonable job, especially ladies' last sort of 100 metres is nice. But um, a little bit of a red alert here with uh, Kayla, the regular jockey of Behemoth, off. And I think it's just, uh, to quote you, uh, Walt, it's a uh, balls of steel price taking a dollar ninety about Behemoth, despite I guess that trial. But if you're uh, if you're trying to back Behemoth off that trial at a dollar ninety, I would have thought uh, the five or six dollars about Agreeables just as good. Have you uh, got any thoughts around Behemoth or what you saw off that trial, Nico? Yeah, he's sort of been a bit hit and miss recently, hasn't he, Behemoth? His best is very, very good. Um, don't know if he's ever going to get back to that. The worry with the trial for mine was when he was actually asked for an effort, he laid in. So that's not good with an older horse, definitely. So, um, look, Agreeable tried really well. That's not really a go, though, like 1,200 metres first up. Um, well, I suppose she's been racing recently, but uh, I think she's gone to a new stable from memory. So see what they can do there. But, um, yeah, I think you'd be you'd be very brave if you were stepping into $2 behemoth in a race like this. Calypso Rain, I thought, might be the horse that could um, down with Kayla on. Um, he's got a very sort of big turn of foot. Maybe better at sort of 1,000 metres, 1,100, but yeah, there, there probably is a real angle to get Behemoth beat in this race if you wanted to. So it's the Grand Syndicate's spring stakes. Yeah. They've got the favourite yeah. and they've got Calypso Rain and Kayla's riding Calypso Rain. Instead of Behemoth. Isn't that all very strange? Danger Will Robertson. Danger, danger. Hey? Yeah. It's it, This will be a fascinating one. I'm fascinated to see what the market does. If this horse is... Dollar ninety out to two fifty or three dollars. There's a massive opportunity. Oh, it's interesting. I remember driving in. I think it was last week. Um, Matty Stewart had Jolly on the radio. This was going. That was going to those trials. And Matt Stewart, he just. I was just listening. So this is just going up what I'm listening. He said, oh, "I'm a massive Clipso Rain fan. How's Clipso Rain going? And if I had to, you know, if they were both in the same race, you know, which way would you go?" And all this. And to me, from what I can recall, he said there wasn't much between them. Like so. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know what the you know barriers and the maps are there. I haven't looked at the race, but you know, talent-wise, and um, how, you know, one's on the up and one's sort of an old-season campaigner. So, um, and now Kayla's on that one. So that is very, very interesting. Stand by. Well, I think it's got a, it's got a big finish. Uh, Calypso Rain. So I'd be happy to probably play agreeable and Calypso Rain off, off that intel. And the Kayla thing is just well, they, they've been a bit quiet as- too. Grand Syndicates like they they would want to win this race, named after them. Blah blah blah. Big chance yeah, for a bit of. 
free Good advertisement and whatever. They'll be chasing this race hard. Mm. I see, uh, and, and Pindarek's a winner, he's a seven and nine, but and the race falls away dramatically. Like it's you got the benchmark 68 horses, then your horse DK, he's coming off an 1800 meter run at Sandown, um, and he's sort of first up. So, geez, it'd be a massive effort for him to, uh, to win that first up. I don't think he's suited at 1200. No, he's a bit of more ground. He'd probably clean up for him. That's a 20 to 1 chance, be getting ready for something else. Definitely a, um, a must watch market race. And uh, the late, uh, great uh, Bagman, still in contact with him. He's uh, signed and he's on a different team now as well. But um, he, he thinks Behemoth will either win or run last. So that's that puts that helps. That puts the shivers up me. I don't, I don't like taking evens about that yeah, sort win of. Win or run last. Uh, hey, win yeah. or run last. <laughs> That's yeah. That's definitely one foot at each camp, isn't it? Mm. Interesting insights from Nick off the trial. When asked for a bit more, he um, he laid in a bit. So I agree with him there that it's a, it's not a good sign. Oh, awful! Because it's not as if they yeah, under real pressure in a trial. So well, Nico told me like, a long time ago that this horse was absolutely gone, and with older horses, I don't think Nico's been wrong yet. Once he says well, they're gone, they're gone. It, not often they come back. Gone. Know? Yeah. They got gone. Got pen gone. Gary gone. Nico, you can be gone now. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for zooming in, and good luck with the car. Good luck at Spice Temple. I'll uh, I'll have to jog the memory bank and give you a couple egg flips on what to order there. Oh, yeah, those those, those there. cutlets, those lambs, the the cut the grouse lamb spice cutlets, or whatever they're called. There, they're, they're the Mickey Mouse. There, Nico, make sure you get into them. All right, we'll do. Thanks, boys. See you, mate. Good luck there, Nico. All right, uh, puttingform.com.au is what Nico uses. Uh, it's the ultimate comparison tool, class benchmarks. Uh, you can uh, zip through a race and uh, dig out the form, quick sticks. Once you get across punting form, you can basically just drop yourself into any uh, area and uh, you can line up the horses really easily and uh, you can, I guess, trust your eyes a bit once more once you've seen uh, the data. So sometimes you, th- you think uh, races are fastly run, but uh, it might be quite the opposite. So make sure you check out puntingform.com.au. Well, uh, Rose Hill, excited. What's Sydney weather doing? So far, so good, I think. A uh, five chance of an upgrade to a four, which is weird again because you sort of ran into a track yesterday that was a bog, but apparently Rose Hill's, you know, been pretty good and they're expecting a good track rail in the seven-metre position, which is interesting. It's not a normal one, but it could be back to good old leader fence Rose Hill days. Mm. And uh, we're going to have a look at uh, race four, and it's a 1,200-metre race. An interesting choice from you. Yeah, uh, because Dal Cheney was one of your bets last time, and uh, we've got a short favourite. You know here. what I like? Well, I like to go against. You know, I want the pain there. So this is like the the wrong waller. You know, this is another. This is a great setup. You're trying to wrong waller yourself. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Conscript is the favourite here for the Cabramatta Bowling Club. I'm tipping Mugs probably done his best work there at Cabramatta. At well, you'd see some sights at Cabramatta Bowls Club. I would have thought two sixty to two thirty five uh, Conscript cattle and two ninety uh, Munitons. Is seven dollars. Uh, Dream Circle eight. Dalcini fifteen. Uh, Easy Camp Easy fifteen. And Wonderful Riri is twenty one dollars. Uh, Conscript is the horse. Then we're just seeing uh, Tim Clark punch that one out. Uh, Bit of a mix up there this week with the um, they put in two races and didn't expect this race to sort of come up the easier option. So that's why sort of Timmy's not riding it. Um, Schiller not probably the uh, the ideal uh, substitute, but it looks just too good to be true, which is always scary. Gate two should cross one. There's no other speed. Catalan first up. He'll need to ride it really well to slot in behind him and sort of be within touch. If he's sort of that pair further back, he's going to face a tough task, you'd think, chasing a hard-fit conscript around, around Rose Hill here. If it was 1,100, I don't think they'd catch it. 1,200 is probably the only 
slight, slight query, and those two horses we talked about, like Dalcini and Dream Circle, the two I like last start, they're probably going to be sort of last the fence and, and trailing each other. If they get the, the miracle runs up the inside, I think they're probably a little bit dangerous, but Conscript, you know, all things being even, should be missed about off and gone. Mm. So just happy to dive into the short. Well, yeah, it's a multi filler. It's not. It's, it's not a. It's not a plunge price, but it's a. It's a horse that I think can sort of beef up your multis for sure. Okay, nice and uh, nice and simple. Uh, again, when uh, Walt uh, starts to tip in uh, that sort of well, that hard and deep in the market, they rarely get beat there. So uh, definitely, oh, uh, bet with confidence. You just there. just get on Dalcini. We're talking about Dalcini. We will mention it that it, apparently it paraded horrifically. Yeah, um, like a, a drowned rat. I was told so. If you do know anyone who does watch and parade there and has improved significantly, it did go like a rocket and did look like it knock up. It was just in the wrong spot. Everything went wrong. And I think the horse is serious horse. And at $12, if it does show improvement in the yard, even though it's going to find a horrible spot, no rider change, um, it's got plenty against it again on Saturday. It's a dangerous horse. Small field, though, might suit it. It will, but, you know, it's Jay's going to be probably four back the fence and he'll probably still end up eight wide on the turn. So, mm. um you know, you got to expect the worst and and hope for the best. But you, yeah, price. If I was betting in the race, certainly coming five minutes out, I'd be at least chopping on it just so that I didn't put my head through a wall. Mm, mental health bet, mm. Mm, very important. Your mental health. Mm. Okay, Rosebud is uh, the next one. That's race eight at Rose Hill and Caboo's favourite here at three dollars ten. Sebenak four sixty. Nico mentioned that uh, its trial was uh, a bit average against Spacewalk. Spacewalk's uh, dual nominated, so Nico thinks it might go to uh, Corford. We still don't know, as John alluded to. Five dollars. Uh, Zuccarino six fifty. Miss Hellfire seven dollars. Uh, Troach is twenty one. Twenty six. Sweet Ride and much better. The rest. A uh, couple of funny horses there, Voldemort and Psychiatrist. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see here what happens here with uh, the wet tracks and how their form converts to this soft five or improving conditions there. But um, interesting running here, the favourite, Caboo, Walt. Uh, last start, uh, we're just watching him uh, win over the 1,400 there and he uh, gets down to his work well. And it was a three-length winner on a heavy track over 1,100 metres, trialled since. Uh, justified at the three dollar ten quote here. He's certainly not an eleven hundred meter horse, but he certainly is a very good horse. And the setup of this race kind of helps him. So you got Sweet Ride Troach out wide. I think there's another horse psychiatrist. So you got Reese Jones, who surprisingly led on the way on Troach last start and and ran a big figure. He'll probably you know half have a heart attack here, and he's more likely to press forward and and butcher the horse completely and set up the race for. Those behind Sweet Ride looks like it's come back a bit weak. Uh, Psychiatrist first up. So I think that Caboo will be first to the rail, uh, whether it, those horses, you know, really spend and come across and he sits behind them or not. And then Spacewalk will be right there if it, if it runs in Sydney. I think it's the first time that we've probably tipped the same horse in two different states on the same day. I think Spacewalk's the, the value of the two just because it's drawn perfect, as DK said as well. I love the synthetic hoof filler off. Love the trial. Um, you saw that the Godolphin horses sort of really starting to come into their own. That horse that went down to Melbourne yesterday. Uh, uh, similar sort of trials lead up. So I just like when they all look to be going well. And, and they're the sort of stable that in that wet period, they look after their horses. You know, they don't just keep going to the well on those heavy <coughs> tracks. So if any horse is going to sustain its form or improve off that horrible season, I'd say it's them. Spacewalk looks great. So I think Caboo's potentially the best horse in the race. Yep. It's going to get a great run. It's very dangerous. 
Uh, I think the play is to back Spacewalk, save on Kabu, but and I don't. I, I just I thought Kabu would be five or six dollars, you know, because yeah. just coming back from fourteen to eleven, mm. and it's just because it gets that dream run and it's going to be strong, very dangerous. But I think Spacewalks might have him for a turn of foot over eleven hundred. Okay, and then so Spacewalk comes out. What price Kabu? Uh, if it comes out, yeah. So yeah, let's I, pretend I, that space I, it'll, it'll come into evens, and it's very similar to that other the other horse. It's probably a, you know a horse that you throw in multis, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be loading. It's just going to get a perfect run. Zuccarino is interesting. Just smashed him on a on a heavy track, Kensington. Now it comes to a dry track, Rose Hill. Um, does draw okay, but it's a huge class rise. You know, just think that those two horses. I agree. Sebenak looked a bit fair, and I think they'll ride it quiet, make its tough task. Just Kabu and Space will look to just get too good a runs, not to be the ones in the finish if they're there and Kabu, you know, he'll he, he's just he'll probably win if 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 Spacewalk doesn't line up. DK, have you got any further questioning for uh, Walt or should we put him off the stand? On Sydney, Rosie? Me? Oh just a life or any anything. Just if you uh, want a, a bit of a pot shot. Uh no, not really. Is is he any any been any good maiden winners lately, Walt? Yeah, why? Mate, we got we got away with one there was a uh it had, had twelve hundred meter but it was at one trial, straight to the front in the 1,200 showcase race, went back to Sky 2 Casino last mm. Saturday, 1,000. Yeah. Oh, they put up $17. Sir, have a chat. Sir, have it? a chat. Well named as well. Oh, that was that was a good that was a good uh, few minutes when it, when it cruised to the front and got it tried to run to the outside fence and give us a heart attack, but it, <laughs> um, it, it still held on. Had I panels the Sky on them. Two maiden. SP? I felt, what did SP? Like 350 oh, or something. Oh, 350. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I went out for lunch with John on the uh, on the Friday and had a couple of beers, and it was six dollars. I said, "Yeah, I said, oh, have you missed the price?" He said, "No, just keep backing it." And I'm like, "You sure?" Seventeen into six dollars, and then I said, "What about at four twenty? Can I still throw it into a multi last Saturday?" Yes, keep backing it; it'll keep going off. Oh, I, I did say thought it'd start even money here. Yeah, unbelievable, like and it won like an even money. Oh, actually, I think I said it at one like a dollar thirty three chance. It just went. It was like an OG. It just went mm. straight to the front and, and Bushka. Yeah, it was like, it's a well-bred thing. You'd know actually the mare. It's it's like dead set got a half million dollar breeding, and oh. it's obviously got issues. Yeah, it's a, it's like a they schnitzel, bought it for twenty I mean. grand. Yeah, yeah, out of a bloody yeah, whatever, the, out of a good mare Tetsuko or something. Yeah, yeah. It's it like does a, ring a bell. It's good. I think old mate went watched the parade. Said it's a bit weak in the hocks and that, but you can get away with the Sky Two maiden at uh, Casino with a few issues. Hmm. That wasn't a setup job, but uh, good good memory there. And I tell you what, you can find that in the racingwatch.com.au chat room, and that's. Uh, that's where all the uh, all the all the previews Mate, for for races one through to ten at yep. Rose Hill is because it, it's absolute it's hard to get through ten races before our oh, show uh, kicks off on Thursday. But uh, by uh, by race time, John's through the card, so he'll update his full thoughts across the uh, across the day. Mm, and it's mm. like the, in that chat room, you've got people with angles from all walks of life. Yep, you got some <laughs> great bonus content, so you can pick and choose what you follow, what you like. But uh, there's mail floating around everywhere. So mm. I, I love being in there in the Racing Watch chat. So make sure you head to racingwatch.com.au and check it out. You won't be disappointed. And the last time I told everyone to uh, jump in, I think every time I tell you to jump in, you guys pop a double-figure winner or um, something exciting happens. So it's, there's so much action in there. If you love punning, get in there. All right, next uh, segment here is Donny's Best. He's on fire. He's confident. Let's hear from him. G'day, guys. Donny here with Donny's Best for this weekend's racing. It was good to get another winner last week with Lord Ardmore getting the chockies down at Randwick. This week, we're going a bit wider. Wider for me anyway. We're going down to Caulfield. Don't normally bet there, 
But I think one of Queensland's best horses is racing there. So race seven, number 11, Uncommon James. It's been absolutely smashing the clock at Doom and Eagle Farm the past couple of starts. Looks to get a handy spot in the map. If they can run on down the center of the track, I think this horse will be winning and it can win a group one during the or, uh, during the carnival. Race seven, number 11, Uncommon James. Next one, got a little sneaky one at Friday at Tamworth. It comes up in race four, number three, Sade Chicken. On debut two weeks ago, it was caught wide the entire, still fought on well against a couple of handy horses. It should roll forward here today. There's not much else in this race, so it can definitely win. Same price, around $2.80, $2.90. So that's Uncommon James Caulfield. And on Friday, we go race four, number three, Sade Chicken. Good luck, team. Outstanding stuff there from uh, Donny. Tamworth Friday's a little sneaky, sneaky jobby. Uh, race four, number three, Sate Chicken. I think Chris Lee's at guard there. Any uh, Cody, any, I think. Cody. Oh, Cody, sorry. Yeah, Cody yeah. in the he stuck um, it in a Australian bloodstock. First start and it had a bit against it, sort of stuck on well. It trialed okay before that. I, yeah, I definitely expect it to improve. Does scare the crap out of me, the old double double um, Australian bloodstock at the top of the market. But um, um, one is Chris Lee's, the other's Cody. But uh, yeah, definitely. Did enough on debut to be hard to beat in a similar race. Uh, I haven't looked at it personally, but yeah. The other, uh, we're just going to play the last 400 metres from uh, Uncommon James. Just in the Uncommon and, James uh, is this fit- is last start at Doomben. He makes a couple of good horses look pretty average here. He just sort of appeals to the uh, to the outside and sort of gathers himself, and then the jockey pushes the button, I don't know, two or 300 metres uh, from the line. And he just uh, picks them up really, really comfortably here. And this horse has got a serious accelerator. DK, a uh, lot to like about this this thing. I'm just you watching the replay yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, no, I am. It's the first time I've seen him. But uh, I watched um, Contenders last night with TB and Turfy and Benny Ascari. And Benny was saying he, he, he was looking looking for a way to get a beat every which way in the ring, like Nico was saying with Mr. Brightside. So if, well, well, you know, try and get this thing. He said, hello, Rex. Um, and then he says, uh, no, no, this is this is the one. This is the one. It'll, it'll be, it should be winning. So uh, looks a pretty smart horse. Heard um, O'Day, is it? Steve O'Day on the radio on driving in. And, um, yeah, they've, they've brought a few horses down, obviously Scalopini and a few others. So um, they're looking to target this this early part of the spring with uh, horses with a bit of residual fitness. So um, uh, They don't travel them for practice either, that, that okay. crew, I don't think. Yep. Well, <clears throat> and I think that Scalopini might be just a travel partner for uh, this horse. This, this horse could be the main event of what you know, Donnie's just stamped it as probably the – the most promising horse in Queensland, and tell you what, he's got Ben Thompson uh, riding him, Noel Callow, and then Brody Loy last start. And I tell you what, he gets he gets the absolute Mickey Mouse D Lane here. That gets gets me excited about it, and I, you, I guess you can have a bit of a swing with confidence there. And we probably should have asked Nico about um, a horse like show, Showmanship, who, from memory, from the uh, the Warnable stream, uh, it was a pretty good run, and I think we just kept backing it uh, when it was a bit of a drifter there, Showmanship. But he needs. Absolute bog, and you'd just rather take the up and coming horse, wouldn't you? DK versus a seven year old gelding that's just got you know feed issues and problems. Every you? time, every time, that's, that's that's my mo. You know, going back the two in the maidens, the two the two and the three year olds against all the older exposed things. You know, because they they've got the improvement left in them. So um, yeah, no, that's my mantra. So um, that's that's what I'll be hitting, Scoot. His mm. old Rangers is kicked, doesn't it? Old Rangers, he's down there now, Caulfield. Like he won that. Was it the the Ramorny last start, he's uh, was it the Ramorny? I think she think he did. He's won at Eagle Farm this prep. He's bloody, he was a bit of a, a gunner horse and he's he's kicked on now. He's at Gorefield, jeez, mm. doing a good job with Rangers. 
Tell you what, speaking of range, Donnie's got some range corf. He, he just he does a bit of New South Wales, does a bit of Brizzy. Now he's, no he's, he's followed the horse from Caulfield and then he's got a bit of Tamworth. So mm-hmm. you nailed it from the top of the show. You had no idea what he was going to tip yeah. and uh, there he is. So he'll, uh, he'll go far and wide for a winner, Donnie, and I think he'll be in the winner's circle yet again. And I think a couple of these bets might uh, go very close uh, at top sport here, a bit of the steam. Uh, the first bet on the screen here is Caulfield Race 1, and it's Jimmy the Bear, 1700 at 330. So it's now into $2.90 against a horse called Chief Altoni, who uh, Waltz mentioned before, and uh, it's into sort of $2.45. So thought of that is in the race there, and then you've got horses like Charlie Rose, Sosie Bond, and Vian Declare, which are a couple of interesting runners, as is probably Midnight Blue, the ex-Perth uh, horse, but uh, a couple of those gallopers might need the blowout. So... Could be a racing too, but uh, money talks and uh, Jimmy the Bear should go close. I think it was a tough win last start, uh, but uh, obviously Chief Altoni's been in a few people's black books and I think Waltz uh, is... They were highly uh, confident on last start. I know yeah. that. And it sort of was... It's a bit of one of those horses and it gets... It's a back and wide um, creature that needs a bit of luck, old Chief Altoni, isn't he? He's not one that you'd be too scared to, to bet against. Mm. And, yeah, Caulfield's a, uh, an interesting track for those sort of horses. Interesting to see what the pattern throws up this Saturday. Uh, race five, number eight, space. Well, we've already spoken about that. A uh, thousand at eight dollars there, so you can still get seven fifty if you want to follow that one in. Is that Nico trying to pay for a few ties. Well, it could be someone. He's just indicating uh, the blue phone job might might be going to Caulfield. So that could be a good lead. Someone's mm. betting with confidence there. Uh, Caulfield race six, number five is OJ. So two hundred at twenty six dollars there. Uh, that's an interesting little race, and that's against horses like Ebhar and Waltz on by. Uh, I'm loving you. And uh, Miss Rosiana, so someone uh, betting outside the market there with a the Godolphin horse, and well, suggesting that uh, Jeez, the stables inform. That's one of those danger races, and a lot of horses coming back. And yeah, that's a well, it's a race where you could definitely entertain a few things out in the market. Even Lady Laguna was sort of plagued on those wet tracks in Sydney. It could do something. It's a scary race that one. Mm. Someone else is also uh, thinking that uh, the favourite might be vulnerable in the spring stakes, and someone's had uh, two hundred twenty-six dollars on race seven, number eleven, Pim's Party, which is uh, in uh, the Group Three. It'll be uh, McDonald and uh, Andrew Lewis and Jason Holder. Jobby there, so it's into twenty-one dollars. So uh, definitely betting around Behemoth. He'll surely just from the dollar ninety. If we're all thinking that uh, he's a lay at that price, and in Rose Hill race eight number two is uh, Sweet Ride one hundred and twenty dollars at uh, thirty-four dollars in that race. Can't knock that. Like a seven meter rail, that's probably going to find the fence. You know, if it didn't go at all well first up, but um, stranger things have happened on a seven meter rail at Rose Hill. Mm. All right, so uh, hopefully there's a couple of winners. Uh, after having a look at uh, and hearing some of those uh, answers there, I'll be surprised if we don't hit the scoreboard a couple of times on Saturday, and it's just good to see uh, some of the good horses returning. DK, uh, what's the name of the Malaysian joint out at Avondale Heights? Little, little, just make sure it's, it's make a good renamed. thing of it. Huh? It's, D- it's been, D- DK's house. DK's of, house, house of DK. The yeah. Wok Hay, the Wok Hay, which is <laughs> the, 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 taste the of Malaysia. It's like, um, that's it, Wok Hay. Um, Oh no! Have you watch Uncle? Ro- have you found Uncle Roger yet, uh, Walt, on YouTube? Oh yeah, the, the fella on TikTok of that that goes berserk. Yeah, beauty is. Uh, he talks about my kids love him, so he talks about the walk. Hey, it's about the heat. Got to have the walk, the heat of the walk properly. But anyway, I just want a back one that's not first beaten on the t- not 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 gone on the turn. That'd be nice. So um, I'll be looking to do that the next couple of days. All right, make sure you follow at Bet Doctor TV on Twitter, and then uh, if you can't uh, see us on YouTube, we're in uh, the Apple and Spotify podcast areas. Head to LittleBirdie.live for uh, 
our subscriptions and our events. So there's a bit going on at the moment. You can uh, you can meet and greet Shaquille O'Neal. So I think it's like a twenty five. It's a raffle, twenty five dollar donation, and you can uh, get backstage with Shaq. So Shaq's going to be in Melbourne on the twenty fourth of August. Well, twenty fifth of August. Sorry. So if uh, you're a basketball fan or if you just want to throw it as a gift to someone, if uh, if you win the ticket, it's pretty cool. Meet and Shaq. Got a question, right? Yeah. House of Wok, Wok, Wok A, right? Yeah. Okay. So for Saturday night, there's one table remaining. DK rocks up, Shaq rocks up at the same time. <laughs> Who gets the table? <laughs> DK. DK. We're going to be very well looked after there in the future, I can guarantee you that. Very, <laughs> very smart investment. Oh, Luke Longley is touring. I think he's announced five different states. So, uh, the, is he coming you, up here? What, Luke Longley? Yeah. Into Australia? No, is he coming up here? Not, not up here. What? Oh, I don't think he's coming to the Gold Six Coast. states. He's gone Hobart, Perth, Sydney, Melbourne, Tassie, I think. I'm not sure. What's that? Tassie's not a state, is it? When did that happen? <laughs> basketball. So, basketball. The Jack Jumpers. That's what I was going oh there. Everyone loved the last shot, the Jordan doco, and then Luke Longley's been brushed, so he's got some insights about MJ, and you, I guess you can hear his side of the story. And I think he was on um, what is Australian, Australian Story, story yeah. which is an absolute ripper. So make sure you get the ABC eye view of the Luke Longley, but – uh, you can grab tickets and go see uh, Luke Longley speaking. Jo- uh, we went to the Josh Giddy one up mm. here, and that was pretty cool. Just fascinating. Uh, the I Josh, think the Josh Longley Giddy one would be awesome. Like if you like the Australian story, you probably get a bit more truth at the at mm. the live version. And yeah, I the think it'd be version. awesome. Yeah, what he really thinks of MJ. Mm. Yeah, just seems like a bit of an animal. MJ. Mm. That's why I like him. I like mm. animals. Oh, MJ, absolutely. And I think Longley sort of gets a bit wound up as well. I Does think he? if you sort of ask him a couple of the right questions, he might get running. So yeah, it'd be right. good. Yeah, so that's exciting. So a bit doing in the basketball world uh, with Little Birdie TV and uh, our NFL show will come back soon, so will our basketball uh, show as well. And then, as I said at the start of the show, limited space is left for the US Masters. So if you uh, hit a big winner and have a fill-up and have got enough credits in the bank to uh, just spend a week in the US and get your passport sorted, know there's dramas there, join us for the Masters. I'll definitely be going. Can't wait. 10-year anniversary. Cam Smith. I got Scotty home 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I can get Scotty. You might Cam not Smith get Cam home. Smith home if all this uh, conjecture is true. They but, can't uh, kick him out. He's got an automatic entry pass back in. Huh? Yeah, they can. Huh? Yeah, yeah, they can. <laughs> they, Augusta can do whatever they like. Will they? 100%. Well, they mm. can. It's expensive because it's hard to get tickets and hard to get accommodation. So we've mm. got that sorted. We've done the hard part. And um, make sure you check out littlebirdie.events if you want to uh, check that out. But uh, enjoy your Malaysian uh, this weekend, DK. I hope uh, the wet tracks uh, Help you on the weekend, and uh, no doubt uh, you can't uh, can't keep a good man down for too long. DK, okay, you'll be okay. back. Tune up. Tune up. Tune up. Yeah. No, that'd be all right. Wodonga or something's coming up. We'll find something there anyway. Cracking weekend at Caulfield and Rose Hill. Hopefully, you found your winner. Good luck, and that's the end of the show. <laughs>